Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 8th of November. Millions of residents across New South Wales are this morning waking up to new freedoms. As more COVID restrictions are eased, with the state set to hit the 90% double vaccination target today. We'll have more details on the new rules for New South Wales from our reporter in Sydney shortly. It comes as the Victorian government offers new financial incentives to encourage more people to support local hospitality businesses. Dining rebates will make a return for key areas, including Melbourne CBD, with those eating out eligible for 30% off their bill. Here's Paul Guerra from the Victorian Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Businesses have done it tough through the past 20 months, and this is the stimulus that they've been looking forward to, to make sure that not only can they welcome people back, but they welcome people back day and night. Meantime, South Australia and far north Queensland remain on high COVID alert today after a 21-year-old woman who tested positive travelled from South Australia into Queensland and then onto the Northern Territory. Authorities picked her up in Darwin before they discovered she'd also spent time in Victoria, where it's believed she caught COVID. The Northern Territory's Chief Minister Michael Gunner says this latest case has forced him to shut down Darwin. While there were compassionate reasons for her decision to visit Victoria, there were not compassionate reasons for lying to the Territory and coming here from a hotspot. She's been issued a $5,024 fine and she'll also pay for a $2,500 stay at Howard Springs. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Don't lie. The COVID-positive woman also spent a number of days in the Cairns community with the airport and a number of local retail stores, now exposure sites. Meantime, our country's top doctors fear COVID complacency is starting to set in across Western Australia and Queensland as the states lag behind in key vaccination targets. 80.5% of people in WA aged 16 and over have now received their first COVID vaccine, but only 66.5% are double vaccinated. He's AMA President Dr Omar Korshad. Our states like WA and Queensland being able to Uh, deal with a COVID outbreak if one happens before they open up or even uh, actually just open their borders and join the rest of the country. Uh, COVID is going to be part of all of our lives going forward. And in other news this Monday morning, investigations are continuing into a fatal house fire that killed twin four-year-old girls near Byron Bay in northern New South Wales. Emergency services were called to the home around 4am on Sunday morning. It's believed a candle burning on top of a piano was the cause of the blaze. The girls were in the care of their father, who was at a neighbour's house nearby at the time of the fire. Superintendent David Coptel says it's a tragic case that's devastated the family and the local community. We've got a number of detectives um, looking into this matter as we speak, and we're we're, uh, attempting to gain um, as much information as possible and also identify as many people who could provide us and assist us with their inquiries. The arson squad has now been called in. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. We return to New South Wales and more freedoms coming to force from today, including no caps on visitors in homes. But people who aren't double vaccinated are facing another five weeks of harsh restrictions. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details from Sydney. Yeah, Tash, if you're fully vaccinated, you can now have an unlimited number of household guests, as long as they're all also double jabbed, of course. There are no longer limits on outdoor gatherings with less than a thousand people. An 
all businesses can now move to the two square metre rule. Another perk, indoor pools are reopening for all purposes, but one restriction is staying in place for the time being, and that's mask wearing. Everyone aged 12 and over will still have to wear masks on public transport and in most indoor settings until December 15, and that's also the date when the unvaccinated can participate in the community again, unless we hit the 95% double jab mark first. And to WA and the wife of a 57-year-old man believed to have been killed by a shark off Fremantle has spoken of her heartbreak. Emergency services have officially called off the search for the keen swimmer after he vanished on Saturday. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. That's right, Tash. The wife of Paul Millerchip has described him as a lovely man and a great father. After emergency services suspended the search, witnesses say the 57-year-old was encountered by a 45 five-metre great white shark on Saturday morning while swimming. A group of teenagers have been praised for their heroic actions in his final moments, alerting other swimmers and authorities. His wife has thanked them for trying to help. To those young lads in the boat um, for what they did in what must have been an absolutely terrifying experience for them. So my heart goes out to them and I thank them for, for what they did. Police found a pair of goggles yesterday that they believe belonged to Mr Millerchip and despite the search being called off, inquiries are continuing. Now the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. We start with some good news and shares locally are set to rise today with a new coronavirus fighting pill from Pfizer exciting the market. Huge news, Tash. A leading US medico, Scott Gottlieb, told CNBC that the pandemic could be over with a new Pfizer pill that slashes the potential for hospitalisation or death by 89% in adults at risk for severe complications. Gottlieb called the pill a backstop against death and disease from this infection and could be accessible by January next year. Exciting breakthrough, Peter. And also making news in the business and finance world this morning, there are reports Sydney Airport is set to be sold for around $32 billion to a group led by Australian Super. That's right. The AFR says Sydney Airport is expected to confirm today that its board received the consortium's binding offer over the weekend and will recommend investors accept the bid. Shareholders will receive $8.75 a share and the deal is the largest ever cash bid for an Australian-listed company and the shares will disappear from the Australian stock market as the airport will be privately owned by a group led by Australian Super. And Peter, latest stats show around 258 businesses went broke in October, but liquidation experts say creditors are about to start playing hardball. Yeah, 258 businesses going broke in a month is a really low number when compared to pre-pandemic levels. But industry experts say more assertive actions are coming from creditors who will be demanding delinquent debt-owing businesses pay up. Government support is still available, but will soon end, and it's expected come next year, business failures will spike. Peter, thank you. Cheers. for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Plenty of cricket around today. Let's start with the T20 World Cup and Australia's semi-final opponent has been locked in. And it's a dangerous Pakistan side that will be on Thursday night. The only team to finish the group stage unbeaten. Uh, They thrashed Scotland last night to wrap up the Super 12s. Coach Justin Langer admits they don't have too many weaknesses either. 
I mean, their captain, Bubba Azami, is a superstar of the game. So they're well led. They've got some good pace bowlers, um, but they've got a couple of good spinners as well. So they're a well-balanced side like we are. It should be a great game of cricket. Back home, an England squad is settling into quarantine life on the Gold Coast. While they have less tour matches to prepare for the Ashes than previous trips down under, opener Rory Burns is confident he won't have any dramas adjusting after playing district cricket in Sydney and Adelaide. It's obviously nice that uh, I've been here. Um, you know, I've got some experience of conditions out here and, uh, you know, those plans can start being formulated a fraction earlier. And in the WBBL, the top sides notched impressive wins. Uh, the Renegades, they currently sit top. They beat the Stars in the Melbourne Derby and their superstar Indian import helped pull off a team hat-trick. Three wickets in three balls. Harman Preet Kaur involved in all of them. On Fox Sports there, Georgia Redmayne's uh, 57 anchored the Heat's run chase as they edged the Thunder. The Scorchers sit third and their bo- uh, bowlers dominated in a low-scoring win over the Hurricanes, Tash. So much cricket, so little time, Brett. Uh, also in sport news today, the Wallabies have kicked off their European leg of their spring tour. Yeah, a few rugby fans getting up nice and early. In fact, probably didn't go to bed because this one kicked off at uh, quarter past midnight uh, Southern time, and it was a a very close loss. Two points to Scotland in the end. We've had some trouble against the Scots in recent years. Two tries overturned in the first half, and we coughed up a penalty in the 68th minute. That proved to be the difference in the end. Next up, it's England at Twickenham on Sunday. And Jamie Wincup last night at Tash snapped an 18-race run without a win. I hadn't uh, tasted success since uh, Tasmania back in April, but he got it done last night. Very wet where you are in Sydney. He's still got a lot of ground to make up, though, uh, with Shane Van Gisbergen, and his teammate leading the Supercars Championship at the moment. Great weekend in sport. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And the world's ugliest but biggest potato has been discovered in New Zealand, and it's the size of a small dog. Colin Craig Brown was gardening at his home in Hamilton when he stumbled upon the 7.8-kilogram potato the family now calls Doug. Colin telling Channel 7 he could not believe what he discovered. I got the fork and jabbed into it and hoiked it out of the ground and holy snapping turtle teeth. What's going on here? What is it? Bless him. Colin and his wife have even made Doug his own trolley so they can take him for long walks around the garden. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.